Welcome back to Making Connections, the show where a guest and I take a deep dive into a newly released machine video by reacting to it, then overanalyzing it literally frame by frame. In this episode, we're taking a look at Pass the Wine by Joseph's Machines, and joining us on the show again, we have Joseph Hersher. Welcome back. Thank you, Lyle. It's nice to talk to you again. Yeah, so this video I am extremely excited to watch. Um, as usual, as is the format for the show, I have not yet seen it, so I'll be reacting to it in a sec. But just before we get into it, is there anything you'd like to say to sort of set the stage uh, just as an introduction? Well, that's funny. I didn't. I actually didn't realize that you haven't watched it yet and you're just watching it for the first time. That's quite cool. Um, yeah, that's, uh, well, I've been very excited to, to talk to you about it. Well, to set the stage, it's, a, it's the third one in a series, and the last one, the first one I did with Price, Steve Price, and the second one I did with you, Lyle, and then the third one I've done with uh, my assistant, my two assistants that I have now in London. So it's been kind of a progression, same format, but each one I, have, I feel this pressure to outdo the previous one. Which was really yeah. hard after our last one, Past the Pepper, because that was really good. Yeah, right, and that's, that's why I've been so excited to watch it, because obviously having been involved with the production of the previous episode, we obviously pushed the boundary from the first one. And uh, judging by the title, it sounds as though the third one was even is even crazier. Um, and also, I know a little bit more than I think the average person would going into this because I had some insight into some of the ideas that didn't quite make the cut from Past the Pepper. In particular, the one with the mouse and the toy train and the cheese. I think we we discussed at one point having some kind of circular track with a with a train and the mouse would be like driving the train and it would like go after the cheese and I don't know. I think we ended up scrapping it because we couldn't we didn't really have a fully fleshed out idea and then it just kind of became a little too unrealistic to like hang on manage a the, live animal or something. But the main reason we scrapped it <laughs> I remember is because COVID hit and it was really hard to get a mouse or the shops closed. Oh, that's probably, I don't remember that part, but I do remember obviously it being around that time. I remember it mostly just being that we, cause we spent a long time, I think on camera, even one time sort of talking over an idea and it just didn't really, yeah, we didn't know what we yeah, were doing. That really. also happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. I think, I I saw the Instagram post. It sounded like you finally got an idea to to work using that concept. So I'm excited about that one in in particular. But I'm sure there's a ton more that I don't even know is coming up that'll be just as cool. So I'm ready when you are. Okay, three, two, one, play. Hey Al, can you pass the wine, please? Oh, it disconnects. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, the ballerina makes a return. Oh yeah. She's in everything I do. She's reliable. Whoa! What? The timing on this is incredible. Ah, yes. The fake out with the hammer is so good. Oh, 
Another ballerina. Okay. Oh, okay. So this is kind of the what we were going to do last time with a yes, bunch of yes, like wine glass fake outs. Yes, exactly. Oh. Oh yes. Oh, perfect. Oh yes. Oh, that's so good. I didn't see any of that coming. That's awesome. Okay, here we go. Yes. Okay, grabs a slice. And then doesn't fit through the tunnel. Okay. Puts a barrier in place. And opens the carriage. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't supposed to go that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh no, it's gonna launch up. Oh mm -hmm. my god. Yes! <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> I don't know if you remember oh, we talked about the Legos too. Oh man. Yeah, that's not something that, that we ever would have done. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh god. It's cutting the table, yes. Obviously. <laughs> Oh my god! That is so brilliant! Okay, pulls the string tight. Yep, classic Takara. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so it carries the wine like progressively throughout. So that's the third yeah. time we've seen that. Except this time, uh-oh. Oh, but it was all planned. <laughs> what? What on earth? What on earth? Oh, that's amazing. All right, all right, big reveal. Is there a part four? Yes! Oh, that's incredible. That is amazing. Okay, all right, wow. Yeah, so the mouse part was really only the beginning. It, it truly yeah. did get crazier from there. I love that it keeps with the theme of the fake outs and the accidents. Cause I think that was a really winning formula. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. I wanted to push that further. That, Cause that, that was my favorite yeah. part of the last one. It was my favorite part of the last one too. I don't know if I really realized that when we were making it or even in the months after it came out, but I think looking back on it now, that was really the, the part that stuck with me the most. It's just that yeah. is something that I hadn't ever really seen before. Yeah. 
Yeah, people love so it. I, so I, I, I love it. Yeah. And started getting that started even earlier in this video. Like, the very first clip is all about the wine glass fake-out. The first really important part is probably the, uh, the intro clip. So we start with putting it on the, the hook. Mm-hmm. So this, this device that lifts it... It's made in Meccano, okay. and it's motorized. So is this made... What is this made for, this, this scissor lift device? We made it... We, it's custom for this. Ah. It took, that took probably the most engineering of the whole project, to get it to lift the, the quite a heavy weight of the wine. Al, the guy mm. in the start of the video, he's quite good at that kind of thing, so he spent all the time on that. Oh, that's really great. Yeah, because it makes an appearance twice more, including a time when it, like, uh-oh, goes, goes yeah. wrong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was kind right, of so. the, the crux of the whole video, really. Right, because passing the wine is a little bit harder than just a salt shaker that yeah. gets moved from one place to another. Or even, yeah. well, past the salt, it doesn't really pass it. It just kind of puts it on at the end, right? Or am I misremembering? Correct. That doesn't pass it at all. It just ends with salt. Right. Completely different salt. doesn't even pretend to pass it. Whereas past the pepper, we gave this illusion that it was being passed. It was catapulted at the start across all the tables. Right, yeah, yeah. And so this is the same idea, but I wanted to show it go be carried across by multiple pendulums. I'm not sure it... That, I would say, is not quite as successful as I wanted because I don't think people realize it's the same bottle. Well, you never see it land in the second position. Yes. So that might be exactly. part of it. It's the same problem yes. that we had with Pass the Pepper where it's like... Yeah. You know, you might not necessarily realize that the pepper that's in the net is supposed to conceptually link to the, the launch. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you know, it, But you it kind of doesn't get, matter. Yeah, exactly. That's you my... still know it's pepper and like... Even if you think it's a different pepper, it's still whatever. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. really. So I got it, but I think I was on the lookout for it. In fact, yeah. when I first saw, when I saw the wine again, I was like, oh, this is the end of the video. <laughs> and then it like swung again. So that was a nice moment. Yeah. Okay. So that a couple of sort of hidden mechanisms with the actual raising and then tipping um, pulls out. Brussels sprout rolls down, knocks a carrot. That so. table's just like a warm-up table. We're just establishing yeah, yeah. that. It, the whole idea with it is just very simple and just saying, look, this is a machine. You might not have noticed it's a machine. Like, I've intentionally put almost nothing machine-like apart from the scissor lift on that table so right. that it's kind of a surprise machine. Yeah. We did that not do sense. that. <laughs> I think you wanted to do that. Or something sort of similar. And I was just like, mm, what if yeah, machine, it's though? very limiting. It's very <laughs> yeah. limiting. Yeah. I think... That's why it's just well, brief. I think what we had worked with the, 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 the launcher, but I like the oh, idea yeah, of great. having it disguised. And I noticed you're also doing the, the thing that you've done with screen links for a while, where you have the like, part of the second one in frame to conceptually link them. Yeah. Which is so hard to do. It's so tough. Yeah, that's true. I think also we just wanted to show as much of that swing as possible to really establish. It used to, we had a tighter crop originally, but it didn't really, it wasn't clear that the bottle was swinging. So we brought in the shot just for that really. Yeah. 
and I, I I know a lot of the behind the scenes of like set dressing this too and like putting all the decoration on the wall and in the background like this yeah. is yeah <laughs> I can I can guess that this is absolutely nothing like what your studio really looks like <laughs> the wall on the left is completely fake it's mm-hmm. just a piece of uh, it's just a movable wall I have and the wall at the back is real and then we also filmed that that hint of the the wine that you see of the wine glass of the next table that we had actually filmed that part six months earlier at this point so we had to recreate it from very careful analysis of the original video oh six months earlier than sorry say that again so the the second clip of of like the actual wine glass rolling around with the ball in it was built first that was the very first table yeah okay right and this and the one we were looking at yeah yeah it sounded like what you said was you built the intro clip first and then when you made the clip with the ball rolling around in the wine glass you had to match this Uh, from the start which would have been a nightmare but the other way around makes a little more sense yeah i didn't actually understand quite what the 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 pointer hand with the ballerina did because it i I noticed mm. at first it like knocks a weight off and tips the glass over but then it keeps rotating and then i didn't notice what it did after that oh it does the it triggers the hammer to to drop okay so that uh, that's it's just got, me. It's winding <laughs> up a string. That's just me not notice. Oh, but does the hand do something? No, it's just the ballerina bass winding okay. up a string. Just because we needed to time that quite well. That's one of those things that was just a convenient. How are we going to get this hammer to drop? Oh, we can just use the ballerina. Mm-hmm. I kind of didn't expect anyone to notice that, except maybe you. <laughs> yeah, I because it it's such a visual object of like the giant pointer hand that yeah. I was expecting the actual hand to hit something uh. um, because well, it does, it hits the wine glass, it tips the wine glass, but then, you know, it keeps rotating after that. And it really looked yeah. like the hand was going to come around and hit something. That'd be but, cool. That's a good idea. It would have been nice if that could somehow have pushed the hammer, if things were positioned slightly differently. So the hand kind of like pushes the hammer yeah well next time (laughs) next time this is such a such a great idea i love these uh i love timing tricks just in general but especially when they're not the focal point of a trick and they're just sort of there as a supporting element like this Mm. uh the ball just going in then the block getting pulled out and then the board tipping with the track like it's timed up in such a way that that's I mean, maybe it failed, but it doesn't look like a very risky part of the trick. That was the riskiest thing in the whole machine. That worked one out of five times or something like that. Even less, oh, really? one out of ten times. It looks pretty We did this table over and over and over and over. We spent so long trying to make that pink ball uh, roll at the same exact speed every time in the wine glass. Mm. And it just, they just didn't, there was just only so much we could do. And in the end, we just accepted this would only work once in a while. And made sure the That's rest of the fine. machine after that point was as reliable as possible. Yeah. I've come to accept that reliability is really not the be-all end-all of machines. Like, it's if you need it to be reliable, it should be. Like, if it's a client project or something on site. But mm. in terms of actually making exciting art, it's not really an essential ingredient. 
Like you almost yeah. kind of want to capture that mo- that like one in a million type feeling. Of course, of course, I agree with you 100%. The riskier elements are, the more exciting they tend to be. And there's mm-hmm. sometimes you just can't eliminate a certain amount of risk no matter what you do. And so mm-hmm. you either and that's what, abandon that's it what, or you go for it. Exactly. That's what makes it so exciting to me. That's why I love screen links. It lo- I love the opportunities that, that it affords to just yeah, go for true. crazy ideas like this. Yeah, it's true. And they get crazier. We're talking about a ball rolling into a cup here. <laughs> and like, you know, the, the, what, you've definitely proven that the the screen link formula is is the is the way to go for high concept things. Uh, so yeah. yes, ball rolls. I like the, the the use of the pencils there to constrain the the wine glass. Uh, like this, the the base of uh, it. Oh yeah, yeah. So it goes it goes down, settles. Okay, so something happens to make the ruler move. Uh, yeah, just a weight gets knocked off the table, the front of the table. I can't remember exactly what knocks it off now. Hang I don't. Back. I don't see anything. There's something oh, pulling it's... on the blue string. Oh, I remember. It's it's simply it's already being pulled on all the time. That ruler is a constant force on it. And when the wine glass drops into it, it somehow unlatches the ruler. Oh, it looks like there's some like red thing at the back that the ballerina pulls. Oh, actually, you're right. That's what it was. Yep, that's it. Yep. But yes, uh, already being pulled. There's an off-table weight. Uh, so yep. there's a, the red looks like a candle or something. I don't know. But it gets it releases. Okay, so that makes sense. So that goes yep. onto the board. And then when that comes into position, knocks off another weight, and that, I see, okay, releases this, oh, wow, yeah, okay, ruler goes back, and now, of yeah, course, the right. wine glass is in position, so it rolls across again. Yeah. And then now, there look was at a, the timing. Ha, yeah. Have you used anything like that before? I found it quite a good way to, because the wine glass always rolls in an unpredictable way, but I needed it to then very precisely end up under the hammer in exactly the same spot every time. Yeah, you didn't want it to actually break, yeah. (laughs) No, so that ruler mechanism turned out to be a really good method of moving something very precisely because the centripetal force, as it rotates, simultaneously straightens up the wine glass and pushes it into the Mm -hmm. right spot. See, I I haven't, and I think the reason is because I don't have anything that can really... That like a ball bearing sort of spinning system that can really hold that in the same position and be like this really long rotating arm. But I think it looks like you've got some like screw thing. You've got a hole in the ruler and then it's like on this screw base. Yeah, it's it's on a um a bearing, a ball bearing, like a skater bearing. Mm-hmm. I think I gotta mention as well. Just I I love how. Like, this is obviously intentional. It's supposed to look intentionally messy, sort of, the way that you've stacked the alphabet blocks there at the front. Or I say yeah. you, I don't know. You said someone else helped with this. That was, that was standard there, and I, was, I just was like, cool, go for yeah. it. Like, it's, not, it's actually not something I would have done, but he was new. He's, it was his first job for me, and I was just encouraging him to try things. So. Yeah, I like how it, 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 fits, it fits the vibe of, you know, just sort of a... Not haphazard. What's the like? Accidental. Turtle? This accidentally is a machine, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah. It's true. All right. So that goes down, 
And so this is where I expected the hand to do something. Yeah. Like the actual end of the hand. Yeah. And then all of a sudden the hammer... Because to me, it, when I first watched it, it looked like the hammer went uh, by itself or something. Wait, actually now it's the string pulling it. Yeah. But I was waiting I was waiting for that yellow hand to like go around and hit it. Yeah, that would have been quite good. <laughs> I think it was just... We might have considered it, but it was going to take too long and timing is everything for yep. the on youtube keeping people watching so we just went although you could have we could have put some dominoes so it push the hand pushes over some dominoes which push over the hammer well yeah, you, i guess but then you know that would have been in front of everything else yeah, given the true. timing so yeah. that comes down it's going to smash the wine glass oh just kidding this is the plastic one i'm assuming right yes it's plastic wine glass yeah Alright, so then that rolls onto the next board, and then that lifts up by itself automatically because it pulls out the pin. Yeah, okay, so the hammer falls, pulls out the pin in the yellow tube, ball goes down, hits the spatula. <laughs> of course, everything's a everything's a kitchen object. Raises this the is a, thing up. A, a new thing I've been doing in this video, which I never thought I would do, kind of goes against what I would normally do. See that yellow tube? I've purposely mm. covered it in yellow tape so you don't see the ball rolling through it. And that's purely so that your eye stays on the wine glass for that key moment. So this is a good point. Let's talk about this for a little, little while. Uh, so one of your main things is viewer experience. Like that's your biggest thing, I would say. That's like the one characterizing factor of the Joseph Hersher mm. style is everything is all about how the viewer experiences the, the machine whether it's just do they understand it or whether it's are they looking in the right place, um, are things suspenseful, do I need to repeat stuff, so on and so forth. And yeah. so this is an interesting concept because this, to me, I wouldn't have done this. Hmm. I would have I simply made, a year ago. Yeah. I would have done something that is still visible but, like, just very pedestrian very sort of utilitarian and you know i wouldn't have done like cucumber rolls down chopping board i would have just done like ball on track uh, just to be as discreet as possible but yeah. i have actually i have done like intentionally hiding connections before for this very reason since our since our uh project together this is something i learned it's just that you know, making sure the viewer is looking in the right place, and so I've 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 done something like this, where I've hidden a hidden a connection, but mm. I don't know if I would have done that here. This is interesting. Yeah, it's because the wine glass is it's right during at the same moment as the wine glass rolls. I needed a little t mm -hmm. well, I needed a timing element from the hammer to the next bit, so I just hit it because I didn't. I think originally it was clear, and then I just did some tests on people, and not everyone saw their eye. Your eye is always drawn to whatever's moving, even if it's the most mundane thing in the world, like a ball rolling down a track. You can't help yep. but be, but look at it. Yep. So my logic is just like if it if it if you don't want them to look at it, <laughs> hide it. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> do you want to talk about how you actually do test screenings? Because this is uh, not, this is not something yeah. I knew that you did before I worked with you. Yeah, I, I'll show half finished stuff to people, and ask them questions about it, and see if 
they understand it basically because it's just you you can't predict exactly how pe- yeah. you never know like you can think you know even i've been doing this for t- over 10 years and i think i can predict how people will watch something and yet i show them it and they don't see what i think they're going to see and i don't know anybody really else who does upsetting. this and it's really interesting yeah i've just learned that i ha- well maybe it's because i used to be a software developer and we would test all our software on people so it was kind of the same thing well, it also goes back to what I was saying about viewer experience. Like, that's everything for you. And I'm, yeah. it, it really matters. Because I, yeah. I would never have expected this to be sort of a, a problem where it's like people are looking in the wrong place. But I'm, it makes yeah. sense. I think if that was a ball on a track, I would, look, I would be looking there. And, like, I'm well-versed enough in machine language where I can, like, internalize both things happening at once. But not... Mm. I'm I'm just so cool like that, you know. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to sound like a brag, but I'm just saying like I no, I would have probably gotten it where the I could see oh balls rolling and wine glasses moving. But like yeah. you want people to look at the right place and Yeah, and even it if it seems kind do... of counterintuitive, right? Like you don't want to hide stuff, but at the same time yeah. it's it's art. You know, yeah. it's if people don't get it, that's the big thing. I don't yeah. know. I have. I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's always a. In theory, there could be a way to avoid doing that. Like maybe if I'd figured out how to get the wine glass landing in that spot to trigger the next part, it was more that I couldn't because it would some the wine glass would sometimes have such gentle, gentle force when it lands on the cardboard. It wasn't really enough to trigger much, and it lands in a different spot. And it's we, we it needed to be a really reliable part of the machine. So I just was took the easy option and did a yellow tube and hit the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah, I have no problem with it. All right. So next clip. All right. So this is where it really started to sink in that this was wine glass fake out. Because I don't know if I totally got it with the first one. I think the hammer yeah. like gave me the hint of it. But for I, I, it sort of seemed like the focus of the first clip is really sort of moving it around with the ball in it. And that was the main idea. That's something I love about all of your uh, screen links. Every clip has an identity to it. It has a very clear central conceit and a very clear main point and like reason for existing. And this is not something that I really see a lot of other builders like really nail. I, it's something I try to do and try to have every clip have a very specific like main idea. Identity. So yeah, 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 exactly. And and, and I, I phrase it as a reason for existing. You know, the raison d'etre, right? If I'm, my French is horrible, yeah. but like the reason for it existing and and almost to the point where I want someone to watch it and just see one frame of it and go, ah, that one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The one where the blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, there's a point. And so like the yeah. first one, the point was ball in wine glass gets maneuvered around in these crazy ways. And then the second one, it's all about the fake outs with the, the balls bouncing on it and like, Oh, it's going to break. It's going to break. Just kidding. And then not just kidding. Um, and so, like, they all visually look different, but they also very clearly have a point that you're demonstrating and, like, a reason for existing. I love that. Um, so, 
we got the battery rolling in. I, I also, it looks as though this cardboard track has been cut so that you see the whole wine glass from the camera perspective. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> it looks like there's like this indentation. Yes, yes. Because I did it, this is, this is a good example of audience testing. Because the original clip for this didn't work. And the only difference was that the wine glass was harder to see. It was a bit obscured in the bottom. That black fabric you're seeing there, originally it just went straight across and didn't sort of, so didn't go around the white, the top of the wine glass the way it does now. So like part of the wine glass had table behind it and part of the wine glass had black behind it. And what that did is it just made it a little bit harder to see. And the mm. net result of that was that no one would notice. Most people I showed did not notice the ping pong balls bounce off it. I don't know why. To me, it's so obvious that they're bouncing off the wine glass, but people didn't notice it. And then, because it happened so fast. And then, if they don't get that part, then that the whole setup is is screwed up. So then, right. set up, set up, the, set up, punchline. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It well, set up, set up, work. punchline, fake out, real punchline. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up reshooting this whole thing with just changing that black fabric because it <laughs> just wasn't really working the way I intended originally. That's wild. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this is why we do this, right? Is this making connections show is there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that you never would know about otherwise. Yeah. Like no one would have ever guessed that this was a reshoot or that something yeah. that mundane or basic or like seemingly like you'd never know that that was something that yeah. was changed. I mean, I, I, I noticed that the, the track was cut in a certain way, but I didn't know. I thought it was just like, so you could see all of it, but I didn't know there was a whole story behind it. So I find this, this sort of thing tremendously interesting. Yeah. It was a pain in the ass at the time. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Because like, imagine showing it and being like, you know, this is like my new, like, I'm so proud of this. This is my new clip. I'm mm. so proud. They're like, mm. I hope you like it. And they're like, I don't get it. Yeah, or they, would, they just wouldn't realize the, what they were missing. No one realized. Well, they didn't true, know yeah. why they didn't like it that much. They just I could just tell that there was kind of a lull in their reactions. And because it's near the beginning of the video, like I didn't want... I, I think I'd lose my audience on YouTube, to be honest, mm. just because of that. Like Especially at the beginning of a video, you have to be careful to not bore people. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you, I don't know about that. I think people would still keep watching, but you'd certainly lose like the point of the clip. You'd, and that's, you know, just as important. Yeah, so true. we got, so first ball rolls in, bounces off, rolls through, through the little house, releases the second one, which looks yeah. like it's just like a pin holding a, like a bolt. And then second it's all one rolls attached down. to the ballerina. Oh, so the first ball that rolls through and and goes through the house doesn't actually do anything. That's a dead end. Path. Yeah, yeah. All okay. of those, we just for ease, we just made the ballerina power it. In an ideal world, it would be the ping pong ball triggering the triggering the next ping pong ball to go. But it, I think it was just easier to use the ballerina for everything. Yeah. So the second one goes down. Same thing. Third one pulls the whole track out of the way. Okay, yep. And we've got a big, probably foam ball. Yep. 
how does it stop? Let's see if I can. Mm. Hmm. Oh, there's. It seems like there's a, like a crevice in the track itself. Yes. We just okay. carved, carved out the track a little bit. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So then, okay, Ballerina's still going. Releases the final lock. And this giant truck with the, <laughs> a huge weight. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Counterweight, yeah. And oh, I love the little wheels on the on the red hand, too. Oh, uh, yeah. And, okay. can, you see oh, what, yes. can you see what they're for, that wheel on the red hand? It has a specific Well, I would assume for, for just purpose. counterbalance, just because there's... But, but it, yes, but there's there's another reason too. I'll see if you can figure it out. Oh, because it's okay. Yeah, so when it drops off the edge, mm. I mean, I don't. Is that the that's the re, that is the reason, right? It, it's when it drops off yep. the edge, it provides enough downward force to disconnect the Velcro. Oh, ooh, <laughs> that's so good. So it Vel Velcro on the end, which I can't imagine that was reliable. <laughs> Getting the Velcro to stick? Uh, it wasn't wasn't bad actually. Really? It was pretty reliable. Yeah, that hub. I've was never used Velcro before because I just I, it does not seem like anything that would be reliable. But mm, I, don't I, know, I think it, I think it's pretty good. I, every time I've used Velcro, I've enjoyed using it. <laughs> okay, I usually just use magnets, but I, I've had my own problems with magnets. So yeah. Yeah, magnets. I, I agreed. They're the best. I use them all the time. But in this case, you need that it would have been hard. Is you need it to disconnect exactly, and and you need it to kind of like. Yeah, maybe it would have worked with magnets if it, you if you got just the right amount of strength, on them. I don't know. This might be, crazy, but Velcro is funnier. Yeah, that's true. I think it's more it's more obvious to a viewer what it is. I think so, but it's it's also funny the way it like sticks a little bit and then sort of dangles off the edge <laughs> yeah. precariously, like, and it's yeah, I, it's very whimsical. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then we got ball rolls down through the the giant tube, bounces off the house. Okay, I didn't I didn't catch that at first. Is that it bounces off the house? Oh, you then, didn't. Ah, I never asked any of them in any of my tests if people got that. I just assumed they did. But you're the first person to tell me that you didn't. So maybe, for all I know, no one got that. And it's, it's just the sad truth of this art form. <laughs> I mean, the most important thing to get is that it, it knocks over the cinder block. Yes, um, yes. But I guess I always thought it was kind of funny, the idea that these two balls go into the house and the next one's too big, it can't get in the door. Yeah. And so it bounces off it. I th I mean, meh, I don't know. I think I probably internally realized it, like subconsciously. Mm. Mm. So it it's also, you know, this is bringing back memories too of having the ball, you know, that's barely strong enough to do anything. So have to knock over a giant <laughs> cinder block. Like, yeah. what what did we do with the three ball that had to like collapse all the three tracks? And it was like these precariously placed oh, dominoes yeah. underneath. And this yes. was like an absolute nightmare <laughs> yes yes i so think this... in this case we had something there was something going on behind that brick like a, ma a magnet or something 
once again this is something standard so I forget but there was some pin or magnet that helps the cinder block form well there is something that's an off table weight it looks like because there's some off table content ah uh, yes what looks like where there's a string with like yes yes it goes through the table maybe yes we had a lot of that yeah we I, don't, there's a I, don't, white... I don't know quite what that sort of off table stuff is. oh that's not off table that's part of the truck oh no. that's part of the truck yeah you're right yep 100 percent. that's true yeah, no it's not it's not though yeah the yep. white thing? that string on the left on the one on the left oh oh that's the truck but the part that's off the table like that white square what? white square to the left oh, of the that? cinder block yes yeah i don't i can't tell what that is that's just to catch the red ball that's about to roll onto it oh okay we haven't gotten to that yet all right so um and obviously i did not notice that the board in fact is not resting on the cinder block correct <laughs> which is also you know you don't want people to notice yeah uh, we needed yeah. a reason for that cinder block to be there kind of no one to notice it that it's there like a, there's a giant cinder block on the table right but, true yeah. but i didn't want people to register it was there so we've done this kind of strange construction where it looks as if it's holding up the wood but it's not yeah and those using bricks other, are, those other, other, brick. other cinder blocks on the other side really helps yes exactly yeah that's not something I thought about. It's like everything that exists has to exist for a reason, even if that reason is just a, a facade. Yeah. Otherwise, people are suspicious, aren't they? So this is a real real wine glass shattering, I have no doubt. Yes, I mean, definitely. We did that a yeah. few times. <laughs> and, uh, I We planned this thinking like, okay, if it gets all the way to the end... Then at that point, we just have to be really sure that wine glass is going to smash because we don't because it took like fifty takes or something to get to the end of this clip. Uh, so we did a really careful testing with the wine glass smash. I just really wanted to make sure that that cinder block was heavy enough to break the wine glass. And with the original wine glass, we did a test and it didn't break it. And so we ended up. I ended up going out to the shops and buying like five different brands of wine glass, trying to find like I just couldn't believe that it wouldn't get smashed by that giant block. And it turned out it was a cheap wine glass, and the more expensive ones are much thinner. So the one you see there is a much thinner wine glass. And we did a test with that, and it worked. Then we did the 50 takes of the machine, filming, 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 and at the cinder block falls, we finally get to the end. We're like, yeah, we did it. And it didn't smash. I just couldn't believe it. So then we had to re-engineer things and sort of like push, make it so the wine glass was even further from, from the cinder block, so the force of the cinder block was even greater. And we even added a metal pin to the cinder block we drilled a hole in the side of the cinder block and put a bit of metal in there so when it hits the wine glass it's hitting it even harder with a sharp point wow i don't think works. you can see it but i think yeah i can't i'm looking at it now and i can't see it but i definitely yeah. remember doing it wow <laughs> And of course, everything on the table shifts and bounces up and down. You got your yeah. the classic tripod shake. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Ignore my previous question about what the white square is. I. I just. Yeah. It's for the ball. <laughs> Pretty clear. Yeah. All right. All right. Mouse clip. So this is 
more or less what we thought we would do, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I think it was something about I don't know I don't know if the cheese idea of like the wedge like fitting right over the mouse, that's that's not something I remember. Uh but I yeah. do remember the idea of like well, I, I think it was just mostly that, you know, mouse like cheese and like what if mouse went after cheese. But Yeah. Yeah, I, had uh, funnily enough, I didn't, I couldn't find the drawings of what we, you and I, had talked about doing. It's been did ages we do trying drawings? to find them. I think so, or at least I wrote it down, or something. Maybe I never did, but I couldn't find it, so I couldn't remember exactly what we talked about, and I had to kind of go back to basics. I remember and re- redesign it. I remember talking about it, and I, I, I want to say we recorded it, which might be interesting if I could go back and find the footage. But I, I think we. I don't know if we did a drawing. I think that if we did, it would have just been a train loop. And I don't think there was anything much beyond that. Yeah. I know we had some crazy... Oh, I remember now. We had some crazy idea where the mouse was going to look like it was going to get hit by the train. It, like, comes off the train, starts eating cheese, and the train keeps going around, and it looks like the train's going to run the mouse over. And then at the last minute, it, like, either lifts up the mouse or blocks the train or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And it was something about oh, it was something where the train would come to a stop and the the mouse would be like motivated by the cheese or or maybe it was the the the, the train was powered by the mouse in a in a, in some way. I don't yeah. remember. I don't remember, but yeah. I I I do remember thinking it would be funny if it if the mouse was like in the in a in like a car that sort of with a steering wheel <laughs> yeah yeah so, so can you guess what mo- the number one thing is that no one notice notices here the battery um that's one thing but oh. people tend not to see the mouse until it gets off the train what i know can you believe it like, it's one of those things, like, I just assumed everyone would notice there were mice on the train. But it does almost two full loops, and no one notices that they're there. Okay. I mean, I knew that you, I, I knew to expect this clip, so I can't say for certain yeah, if I would have. Yeah, you knew. But... Show it to someone, I guarantee they will not notice. It's hilarious. And then they're really surprised when they see and the mouse And then they're like, off. how they're did like, he do what? it? There's mice there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The biggest magic trick you can pull is the one you do by accident. Yeah. I I expected it to be the battery. I didn't pick up on the battery at first. Uh, on first viewing, where it rolls into the pencils and completes the circuit. But yeah, that's... Yeah. Is that real? Or is, that must be real, right? Mm, or is that just... No, that's mar- not magnet? Real. <laughs> It's just the battery rolls in. That lands, it lands in and then someone turns on the train, yeah. Yeah, it's too simple to be real. It's too I like those wires look like cartoonishly. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> if only that's how it worked. Yeah. So this is an interesting little mechanism. I have to know how this works about it taking the cheese out as the train's moving forward and then carrying it to the mm-hmm. side. So yes. there's I noticed there's a lever, but that's it's it's not attached to the train. No. So, the lever. How does that? So there's the lever something. Is, is, there's a hole in the slice of cheese, the back of I it. I see that. So 
so that lever is inserted you see the pin on the lever that's inserted yeah. into the hole and then there's a counterweight on the lever to counterweight the cheese itself a very heavy small count counterweight it's just you can't really see because it's behind the so that anyway when the when the train goes past it like knocks something out that allows the lever to tip and then because it's sort of on that pin the cheese is on the pin that is a nice way to uh the train pulls it off the pin essentially huh so there's something that hits the, that, the counterweight or something yeah so it, as the train goes past it nudges something which somehow nudges the counterweight or nudge i can't remember exactly and that allows the lever to just releases the lever and the lever is taking the weight of that cheese it's very light it's foam by the way the cheese yeah and then that way the, there's no chance of the cheese bouncing off the train we originally we just had it slide out but as you can imagine that was problematic because it tends to sort of bounce off when it lands on the train mm -hmm. in a, a chaotic way we needed it to land in a very reliable way so putting it on that lever number one gave us the counterweight for a more gentle positioning and number two, the train just kind of naturally slides it off the lever as it keeps going That's, because of the lever looks, has a hook on it. Wow. It looks so, it, I don't know, like perfect It looks in a kind of, way. yes, it I looks know like a mean. very It looks almost like motion. fake. Yeah. It's yeah. just not a, it's not a motion that like you see every day. <laughs> it's like to have it, to have a, a motion of like on the x-axis cause something to like slide along the in a different axis it's yeah very strange and of course it's like also rotating too so that's strange but yeah i i i, I get it enough i guess <laughs> uh so then okay train continues around cheese doesn't fit through the bridge and then it falls onto the lever got it cup rolls lever blocks the path got it great and there's a magnet because of something. Oh, the ma okay, gotcha. So magnet. Wow, that's nice. I love that. I don't know if I've... I've done something like this before where something, like, comes into position, grabs a magnet, and then put, moves further to move the magnet with it. Uh, yeah. It's a very rare technique that I've only needed to do, like, once. Like, magnets are usually used to, like, lock something in place. But it's unusual to use them sort of as a, like, a latch where it, like, grabs something and then pulls it. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. So this <laughs> mouse does not know where to go. Uh, um, Ugh, you can't imagine how many times we did this. Oh my god! I can imagine that you would have been a pretty uh, perfectionist about this, and like, must uh, have been. They were hard to man. settle for this take. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, actually, it was very easy to settle for this because it was vastly. After thirty-five goes of these mice going round and round, so originally it was just one mouse. The train. We. I hired a trainer for this, and she had. She trained them to go to the anything green so that's why they go to that green platform. Uh, yeah and, and she's trained there before food there it looks like 
Yep, we had some mouse fur just to help it. She trained it on site at her farm before, and we sent her some of these parts. We had to make duplicates of them so that she oh, could reproduce so cool. a little part of it at home and then train the mouse to A, be comfortable on the train, and B, when the train stopped, get off the train and go to the green platform. But on site, when they were in this new environment, and she trained four of them, mind you, just as a backup, they just didn't want to do it. They were just so intrigued by this new world and wanting to sniff and look at everything. Mm. And, uh, we did it so many times. And what would generally happen is the train would stop and the mouse would just like hang out for ages and then finally maybe get off the yeah. train and maybe meander to the green platform. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And like speeding up the video for this would look super weird. Yeah. So I think in the end we had this idea, well, let's just put two mice on the train that doubles our chances, and that's why there's two mice. We'd been doing it all day with just one mouse, and I think once we started using two mice, we got this take quite quickly. And even though they didn't walk down, they were meant to go down the pink ramp. Yeah, and like at this point, I was the clear turn there serves no purpose. <laughs> yes, yes, all of that's pointless. But I was just so amazed that he went and went a went to the green platform, and b stayed in that exact position long enough. Not like half on the green platform. We couldn't have their tail hanging off. Like they had to be in that exact spot. And that yeah. one was the one that did it. And not even like phased by the giant object rolling towards them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got used to that. That was part of the training, presumably. Yeah. That would I would, I would say that would think that would be the biggest part. It was a foam cheese wheel, so I think it wasn't so scary we added a sound effect of a, like a heavy cheese wheel hitting the table but mm, normally true. that makes no sound so the mouse tend tended not to react to it so cheese wheel rolls down classic joseph hersher cake server trick ball gets deposited and next clip billiard ball lock rolls down pulls out the pencil see i picked up on this pretty quick I was like, okay, balls, that's going to get launched. Yeah, I was impressed. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how I noticed that. I guess just seeing the hammer or something. But I don't know. I think I, I, think I had an idea even before seeing the hammer. Is there... Okay, there must be like a weight pulling the, the lid up. Um, what lid? Oh, well, yeah. The, the, there's the a, silver. There's... Of course, there's a uh, a pulley going up to the ceiling with a weight on the other side. Got it. It's also really constantly pulling. Also great to see uh, you behind the camera in the reflection. <laughs> or someone behind the camera. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so that comes up, pulls the string, releases the blue... Oh, that's so... A little, a little like, carrier, ball lower, lowering device to put the ball yeah. in his mouth yeah that foam ball that ball is super light it's made of foam because it needed to easily fly through the air so we had to use that ball which was an absolute nightmare for the whole this whole clip because it's got no mm -hmm. weight to it yep it hardly I've... could trigger anything i'm sure you're very <sighs> familiar with the problem i've very um, yes i'm very familiar i've even had that problem with ping pong balls um mm. you're obviously familiar with the uh, concept of a one ball path um, but for anyone yeah. who isn't, it's it's like basically the the machine is 
moving the same ball from start to finish and having the same ball go on you know all the tricks i just recently made a machine with my friend called machine land you may have seen it it's a like a, an amusement park theme so it's oh, like yeah a, i saw that it was great yeah one ball that goes on five different amusement park rides and we had a couple of times an issue where the ping pong ball just it was so hard to get it to do anything because the problem with one ball paths yeah. is it has to be the same ball in every trick so that basically means you need a ton of split offs to make the ball cause something else and then cause that to move the ball right so you need yeah. it to split off to release a ball lift and then the ball lift yeah. carries the ball you know so you yeah, constantly yeah. need there need these like split offs and so i i'm familiar with this pain except i don't think i've ever done anything with a tiny foam ball that sounds awful <laughs> it was terrible yeah <laughs> i mean so, i yeah. think that that tended to work quite well what we've done there is we've just used like a a domino it's it's on resting on a jenga block mm-hmm. and that that was to me i mean you're probably better at this than me because you've done it a lot but to me that was the simplest way to get a small weight to trigger something because it just that tiny bit of weight is enough to tip the jenga block and then as the jenga block falls it gets it, its force yeah. it can do more can't it yeah i don't know how i would have solved this problem but this seems perfectly good to me and especially since this is the first thing that happens you know that jenga block i i bet if you breathed on it wrong it would fall over so Correct. <laughs> um we had something very similar to this with um, the intro into the pasta clip where there was that fork oh. and there was the marble that rolled onto the fork and that tipped the entire spaghetti box with oh, the, yeah. and then that, and that would like deposit the, the ping pong ball. And that was, yeah, that was even worse than uh, breathe on it wrong. It would sometimes just totally go by itself with yeah. just walking by it. Um, yeah. But yes, so then it looks like another hidden, like, tube, like, opaque tube yep. here. Is that a magnet? Do you know what? Um, that's just using a weight. I'm just counterbalancing the tube. You're going to say something. There's a, there's, a, there's a ball in the tube that, when the tube tips, the ball rolls through the tube. Yes, yeah, I, I see can that. You ta- can, you, can you see why I've chosen to use the opaque tube again here? Hmm. Uh, I mean, I guess just so that people understand that the ball is in the mouth of the chicken, but... That's it. Yep. I did it without the opaque tube, and people didn't even realize there was a chicken there. That's how crazy it is. You wouldn't believe it. (laughs) Their eyes are always on the moving thing. So if you imagine that as soon as that blue ball lands in the chicken's mouth, instantly that tube tips, and viewers, their eye just instantly goes to the tube... And they don't right. see that they never really they don't they, you need a beat to just kind of register oh ball in chicken mouth yeah well that what's crazy to me too is that when the lid comes up like i'm excited to see what's in it right yeah i think it's i think it's more that a the angle of the chicken you have to be familiar you're probably quite familiar with those rubber chickens not everyone recognizes the chicken at first and B, uh, what, even what do you, you mean do by that I'm probably familiar with? <laughs> like, <well. laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like you probably people, watched this. You seem like the kind of guy who would. <laughs> Was it true? I mean, I did recognize it, but I don't know quite what made me seem like <laughs> the guy who would know what a rubber chicken is. I can't get mad, though. You're right. Uh, 
And like so much so that I completely understood the way that this works with like you can squeeze it. Yeah, you guessed what it was going to do. Yeah, exactly. but yeah, I would be. I would think that you know you see the silver platter and you see the lid coming up and you're like, oh, I wonder what's inside, and then you see what's inside. Like I don't. That's what I thought. Yeah, you do. You would. It's more that people might not connect that that's the same blue ball that landed, especially with a ball path. It's easy to get. It's even me when I watch people other people's ball paths. Sometimes I don't realize that it's the same ball for a while. You probably would because you're so tuned into that. But I'm just focused when I'm watching a random machine. I'm just focused on all the things, not really thinking like, oh, that object's being reused, that object's being reused. So I've sort of gone out of my ways to make it clear in this pic that it's the same object, keeping your eye on it at all times. Yeah. I mean, this has been one of the biggest things I've learned from you is, is making sure things are understandable and making sure things are clear and making sure people look at the right place at the right time. But this idea of test screening and like really making sure is, is a next level thing for sure. But I've totally run into this, this issue where anything that's multi-use, like sometimes it's not obvious that it's multi-use. And I've done, if you go back to like some of my machines from four or five years ago, uh, I did my, my style used to be very um, complicated in the sense that things would like go somewhere else and then come back and return and like they would, it would they'd move a track and then do another trick entirely and then come back for the second use of the first thing and then do yep. the second use of the next thing and do the third use of this other thing and like it would just be you know you would never do all three parts of a trick in a row and then do all three of the next trick in a row or whatever, you would constantly just be going back and forth and it would just be, I mean, it had its own charm to it because it was, you know, complex and, and intricate and that's fun to watch sometimes, but it, it was definitely practically impossible to fully internalize like what the uses of the trick were and to keep track of how things were actually getting reused and like the ball paths and, and everything. And like the tracks would rearrange themselves and then, they wouldn't even get used till like a minute later. So yeah, I uh, have stopped doing that. This sort of seems like the 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 way to do it with multi-use yeah. stuff. The lock falls off, rotates the. Must be just a lazy Susan or something. Um. Yeah. All right. So it rotates around, rotates around, knocks out the support for the hammer. Okay. Launches the ball up into the funnel. Oh, wow. Okay. Using a strainer as a funnel. Just by cutting a hole in the bottom. Yeah. That's so... Wow. Didn't... Never thought of doing that. Yeah. Another... Okay, another um, bottle cap Jenga block system thing. Yeah. (laughs) The cute little billiard ball dropper. As well with the pulley system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then part two, the big reveal. <laughs> this is very, very silly. So the, how do you time it up? Like, obviously, there's a hole in the table, and he's just, like, rotating himself underneath. But how is it timed Correct. up? Because he can't really see the the platform. He's um, 
he's on sitting on another lazy on a very industrial lazy susan so he can rotate his whole body at the same time oh wow as, and the and the platter itself is also on a sort of a a ring bearing a giant ring bearing that i ordered from germany so the two he's just manually turning pulling himself with his hands while the string rotates the the top platter and of course if he's as long as he's slower than that top platter it's it's fine because that top platter won't rotate unless he's rotating too okay they're kind of both they kind of both work in synchronicity it's hard to explain now that makes sense that makes sense okay so yeah. it goes into the mouth and then okay we've got blocks there to push the track out of place for some reason. Yeah. What's, what's the reason for the track getting pushed out? Which track? Oh, the silver track? The, the, yeah, the pink block like nudges um, it as it rotates around. I think I think it's because that pink Visibility. block. No, actually, you're right. Why the hell did we do that? Maybe it hits the back of his head otherwise? Yeah, that's what I thought, but it looks like it probably wouldn't. Well, maybe we thought it was going to hit the back of his head, maybe. and they ended up not. I'm pretty or sure just... that part was built first, and then later on we didn't. We weren't really sure how much he was going to have to rotate when we built that. <laughs> well, in any case, <laughs> very silly. I I'm very silly. I, how do you think of this? <laughs> I just needed to copy the chicken. I was like. Right, the chicken's going to do that, so the pattern has to be duplicated. The chicken gets hit by a hammer, so I want him... To... First I was, I thought, well, what if he had these silly ideas, like what if there's a... he's holding the ball in his mouth and then something clamps on his nose, so he has to breathe out through his mouth and that causes the ball to fly. <laughs> but then I preferred the idea of just duplicating what happens with the chicken and using hammers again. But... The hammers would have actually hurt, so we we ended up sculpting those hammers out of balsa wood and painting them. Whoa! Yeah, those are like really... very dollhouse-looking <laughs> hammers. Yeah. Yes. What causes those to fall, though? There's just a wire. So as his head rotates, there's oh, yeah, another there's something pink... from the ceiling. Um, no, there's like ceiling? a there's a pink. See the See the other pink oh, no, no, no. eraser on the on the platter? On which side? Oh. Behind his head. Oh, okay. So that knocks out... That just pull, pushes into a string that, that goes all the way from behind his head up to the, up the, the, uh, the wood gotcha. stick. And then, and then I can't remember it somehow. I see there's some hammers. kind of infrastructure on the, the, the left side. So that yeah. there's like a, a wire, I see. Yeah. Ah, all right. So then ball continues on its path into the... Okay, track falls, knocks off the pink dumbbell, and then this lift system again. Yep. Wow. Yeah, so this, was, this had to be like a very reliable element. Definitely. And these S hooks. Okay. I see. That's so scary when it tips over with the S hooks. Yeah. Yeah, wow. we, we broke a few wine bottles testing that. 
I can only imagine. Yeah. All right. So then, okay. So next clip, it goes and then just swings out of frame. Mm -hmm. All right. So hits hits a lever on its way. Ball comes down, knocks a cup. Dominoes turns on the slicer. Yeah, the table is already cut. There's a fake wood surface above. Okay. Correct. So is there? We didn't want to actually. We didn't want to actually use a table every time. Cut a table in half every time. So we just cut one table in half, and well, then and, we put yeah. a false top on the whole table. A table would take forever to cut through, too. Yeah. Probably wouldn't yeah. be able to with just like a, whatever this device is. What is this device actually? Is it meant for bread? No, right? Or is it meant for? Like, no, bread? not at all. It's no, for... it's a reciprocating saw. Oh, so it's not meant for food at all. No, no, different. Okay. It's just like a standard uh, uh, tool, a reciprocating saw for cutting like okay. branches so of it, trees or something like that. It, it would probably cut through the, the, the table then eventually. It would. It would just take a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's already sped up, but still. Yeah. Is there anything... No, I don't think it is sped up. It isn't? To be honest. No, I think we put a really thin... So if you look at the top of the table, the whole thing is covered in these planks running from top to bottom. And they're all quite thin. And then all we had to do was replace the middle plank each time we did the shot. Right. Okay. And that middle plank, it's super thin. So that's the only thing that's holding the table together? Uh, no. Because... No. We actually have, we do have, uh, from memory, we have something under the table that we would yank out, I think, once it was cut. Because it, it was, otherwise it would just sort of collapse, collapse. It was a bit dangerous. So we mm. really wanted to make sure the saw was clear of the table before it collapsed. I can understand that. Yeah. But is there anything that like what causes them to, when it when it does collapse together is what, what forces it to be as perfect as it is? Uh, the legs are on hinges taped to the floor. You can sort of see. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, I do. And, and there's the yeah. there's a wood thing. There's just like a wood that might that that might have been the bit that was holding up the table that we yanked out I think from memory oh yeah you can't see how so, tall it actually is it very well could be yeah 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 I think I was hiding under that table to the right and I just pulled that stick out when we wanted the table to drop well there's someone there to catch the bottle so probably true also you it's hilarious if you could see the way that reciprocating saw moves so it's on a giant pendulum made of wood that goes all the way to the ceiling of my studio. And my studio, for better or for worse, has double height ceilings. It's absolutely massive ceiling. So the size of that pendulum, it's like, it's something like 14 feet tall or something. Jeez. It's ridiculous. So you and we couldn't get up there somehow. Yeah, we were ladder. on these massive ladders, wow. had to calculate it all, build this giant pendulum, and we couldn't allow any twist in the pendulum or the saw would cut off, wouldn't cut cut straight. 
So that's why it couldn't just be a single plank of wood on the pendulum. It had to be like a giant triangle. Yeah. So that's so must be two so secured to the ceiling in two places then. Exactly. Yeah. With two hinges. That's incredible. And so also the front part of the table, or at least part of it, is just like a fake piece of paper or something because it like has to move out of the way of the the one yes. coming underneath it. Yes, it's foam. It's it's like you can buy that foam that's got a wood grain on it for putting on the floor. Of the oh, gyms. okay, yeah. There's a couple of frames where you can actually see like how thick the foam yeah. is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looks fake almost because like all of a sudden the the front of the table disappears in like <laughs> yeah. It just like it. it I, I for a second thought it was like an edit or something because like it looked like yeah. it it looks there's like one frame where it looks like there's a mask that's like coming in, but it's just yeah. the foam bend it's just the foam bending out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, this is so good. All right. So yeah. So I did not. Yeah, I did not pick up on the fact that this was going to happen at all. So good perfect and like once i saw the saw go through i was like okay the table will collapse but i didn't notice that it would complete a track which was good. a nice surprise and it's the same ball from earlier which oh i'm just realizing that now nice yeah. nice yeah and see the, even you don't realize when it's the same ball yeah <laughs> that's amazing right How but i don't know if I, I don't think there's I think it's okay. Um, well, I think it's okay anyway, even if you don't notice at all. But I, I think you do know subconsciously that it is. Because like mm. there yeah. is some part of you that remembers that there was a ball over there. Yeah, that's true. Like, I don't... I think if you had asked me, is it the same ball? I would have been like, yes, of course. But I don't know if I fully internalized it. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, I, I think yeah. I would have... I think I, I knew without realizing, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Maybe I'm giving myself more credit than I deserve, but... <laughs> in any case, I love this little rotating car turntable thing. <laughs> yeah. What is, what, how does this car... It's not... It's a battery-powered car. Okay, oh, battery-powered. So it's just like... It just always drives it's, forward. It's always trying to go... It's gotcha. just like incessantly driving forward, but got quite a weak motor, so it doesn't take much to stop it. And so what holds it back initially is just, oh, something jammed under the wheel or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, under the back. I see. Got it. Yeah. So the wheels are mm -hmm. rotating, but they're not contacting the table. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So then that goes into its little turntable for later. S table saw cuts the table. Ball completes the path and then releases the turntable. Got it. Nice. All right. So now we head into the the real big accidents. Well, actually, I guess the last one is a big accident, the table cutting. But we got wine pouring everywhere now. So, okay. I This is, again, brilliant. Because obviously the, the giant triangle of plexiglass is for the wine but at first it just kind of looks like it's there to 
direct the car. Correct. And so it's I think in a, I immediate think, justifying. Yeah, I think with this one, I was like, okay, so we needed to guide the liquid down the table, but we don't want to give away that we're going to guide the liquid. So how yeah. can we create a reason for these guides? And then it just suddenly, my brain was like, that trick from Pitagorasuchi is exactly the right trick to do here. Like, in a, in a, in a way, I was reluctant to do it because I felt like it was kind of not that exciting of a trick. And this is like the penultimate table in the machine. And suddenly I've got this kind of basic trick of just these two balls going down two tracks and pushing a string. But really it was the perfect thing to use here because it hides so beautifully the, the guiding, the wine glass guides, the yeah. wine, the liquid so guides. It, yeah, the, the truck, the car driving justifies like... Oh yeah, that also justifies it. You're right. The, like that's what I was saying. Yeah, is it it justifies yeah. why it's like this funnel shape, but yeah, yeah, they both justify it in different ways. Because that the, the yeah. car is like the reason why the, the the supports are like directly contacting the table and not just like you know towers. Yes. And like why it's specifically sheeting, and yes. then the top being sort of this triangle shape is justified by the. The string trick. Yes. Yeah. So then, okay, we release the wine, or release the dumbbell, and then this happens again. It comes up, except, hmm, I'm trying to figure out why it does, why it fails on purpose this time. Something to do with um... the pencil? Yeah, there's something, there's like a, uh, so, oh, I remember. So see so yeah, how as the wine lifts up, it also straightens itself? Yeah. So that, we took advantage of that. that. That was built for the previous swing so that it would straighten itself for the next pendulum. But we could utilize that to help the wine fall out, fall off. So we've got like, as it straightens itself, it's kind of like a wire or a rod that is fixed on that blue platform that presses into the, it goes through all that wood, there's a hole in all that wood, and it presses into the back of the bottle. Hmm. So it kind of pushes the bottle forward. It's very hard to explain. Yeah, well, I see there's like a ball bearing that's sliding against a triangle, like slope thing. Yes, that's just to straighten. That's to that's straighten. That's just there to straighten the bottle. But then in addition to that, we've got a fixed rod going from left to right that goes through the straightening part and then is sort of rubbing up against the back of the bottle, the back left of the bottle. Okay. So as the bottle uh, straightens, it gets kind of pushed into that rod. Uh. But because the rod's not sent, because the right rod's kind of at the back side of the bottle, that results in the bottle kind of getting pushed forward. Yes, I see. Okay, and the pencil does what? That's for the next bit. Okay, okay. So we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. So now we've got all this liquid pouring everywhere, and it continues to go up. Okay, there must. Okay, so there's some string that gets pulled. Looks like um, releasing a, something to cause it to tip. It tips. Okay, the pencil knocks the mag or the lock. That yeah. 
gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so then that pulls the giant weight for the entire table to lift up. Oh, I see. So it's just the actual table surface unscrewed from the four corners. Yeah. Or however, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so then this is classic clean up your room. <laughs> yeah, exactly the same thing. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. So how much weight did this actually take? Cause that, is it genuinely the weight that you see on camera in the four corners? Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know why I expected yeah, to my, more, but yeah, my assistant was like, "Oh, I think we should just manually lift up the tabletop because uh, it's just going to be really heavy and hard to control." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "No, I've done this before with them lifting the floor of an entire bedroom, so I'm confident we can do it." So we put four pulleys on the ceiling. We just got the weights just right, and there's quite a bit of weight on there. You can see some of them in the background. Mm-hmm. And then there's some infrastructure on the floor that you see too when it lifts up that's that infrastructure is really just to hold the scissor lift there's okay. some blocks I, I this is and also then, backtracking a little bit but i i just noticed it's a, it's a wine cork remover to release the two balls that's super nice yeah it's yeah, really yeah, nice yeah. yeah i would have expected to be more weight yeah yeah i think it's because we're just lifting the top and not the legs. I don't know why. Well, and there's nothing I really guess... heavy on the table except for the wine yeah. glass. So. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I, oh, that's why. Okay, because the actual wine, like scissor lift thing, isn't even on the table, so it doesn't have to lift that. Correct. That's Correct. okay. That that makes some that makes more sense. Yeah, that looks that seems about right. You can see yeah. a blooper at the end actually, where <laughs> if you want, if you just zoom forward to the last. Uh, like 10 seconds of the video, I have a little blooper <laughs> showing what happens when... Is this when... one of these real bloopers? Um, yeah, that was a real blooper. We, disc... we... we had some problem with the weights being s stopping, and so it just keeps lifting the table up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it pretty lifts... ridiculous. It lifts only one side. Yes, yes. Well, the... it lifts both sides, but... The back one, the stopper broke, and so it just kept lifting the back side. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh it my kind God. of reveals. Oh, God. That's oof. <laughs> okay, so the entire table lifts up, and then the wine pours through the base of the funnel, and then. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so then the wine itself is what leads into the next clip. And, ah, oh, yes, the dustpan as the yeah. liquid redirector. And then it goes everywhere, but, like, mostly into the bottle, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, okay, so just a tiny amount of weight on the bottle causes the thing to shift, presses down on... A lever and that causes this extreme snapping motion of the gate is there a rubber band or something yeah there was some there was, it was this is an interesting design i can't remember how he did it so it was stan that did it i'd never seen it 
a release mechanism like that, it but it looks worked. like there are eight moving parts to make one car go. Yeah, I know. It was a sort of an over-engineered thing, but it seemed to work. And then the, who, this, this had to be a discovery and not like an intentional, like the way it falls off and then rolls on its two yes. wheels. That's so yes. hilarious. Yeah, we love. I loved that. I think that wasn't originally part of the plan, but I was like, "Come on, we have to make a work with that." And then <laughs> we spent age. He spent so poor guy spent about a day, like just because that was very unpredictable how exactly that arc would be. Yeah, but car. again, this is one but of those things like, where you just do it until it works. Yeah, exactly. Because like, who cares about like, reliability? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. He even added a pencil to the lock to increase the um, the range, but I but I, I wish almost wish we hadn't done that because it wasn't even needed. Mm. Wait, are you just saying that because this take happened to be perfect, or did it actually end yes, up being yes. very reliable? I think like it would either like be spot on on the lock or way off, so we could have done it without the pencil. Yeah, it's weird how some tricks are like that. I've definitely had that before. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be sort of a fundamental law of machines where there are certain yeah. times tricks are like that. It's, yeah. It, yeah. Some, you expect something to fail. If it's going to fail, that it'll be like, ah, oh, so close, buddy. But like some, some yeah. tricks are just like, no. <laughs> and then it'll just work perfectly the yeah. next time. Yeah. Oh, my God. How do you test this? That's my question. <laughs> What, the swing? Yeah, this this is so... Because there's something it's that, chaotic. like... chaotic. Yeah. Yeah. This was really chaotic, but it actually is quite soundly reasoned, I think. Like, we did a few different things. Originally, we just had the red string only, and I thought that that would work. It did kind of work. There's, like, a, a, there's a knot that gets undone somehow. Correct. So the left, the mm. yellow rope has a slip knot on it. Ooh. It was Stan's idea. We did some Googling of slip knots. And that provides more of an upwards force, so we get it gives it a bigger arc. If you just had the red string alone, I think it would, the red rope alone, I think it would mm. still work, but the arc wouldn't be as satisfyingly big, and it wouldn't be very convincing for the, for the next shot. I think that's probably true. Cause, or it wouldn't... It would barely swing out of frame, probably, because it's really just coming. Yeah. It's really just going up, more than anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, the 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 in, the arc in the next shot is still like crazy exaggerated, but it's yes, yes. Uh, a little bit more believable. Yeah, I think most people buy it. The average person. I bought it totally. I didn't twice. even question it. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Is this a like a candy bottle, like the one of those yes. ones that like easily it's a shatters? Sugar bottle. Sugar. That sugar, sugar glass. Yes, that's, sugar what, glass. that's the word. That's the word I was looking. And we for. had, they were really expensive. They were like, I can't remember, thirty dollars, forty, forty, forty or fifty dollars each. So we only bought four of them. So is it also really... used in the previous one where it actually fills up the bottle? No, it switched out. Not. Okay, okay. It switched out. Because they're super fragile. You can just touch them and they'll break. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. Huh. I expected it to be like, you know, still requires a decent amount of force. Oh, this is amazing. 
It was super stressful filming it. I really didn't want to get hit by it. And I knew we only had four shots at it. So we rehearsed it so much. Oh, like true. crazy. And I you really had, four, had to just... Four bottles, I assume. Yeah, four, that was it. Yeah. So like the hardest part in the shot is getting... Swinging out of the way was quite easy because I'm looking right at the bottle and I can just duck as soon as it's there. Right. But, um, but then the hard part was getting my wine glass and lining it up perfectly with that tube so I didn't miss the liquid. Because I, I really didn't want to look at it. I think it's much funnier if I don't look at it. Yes. Well, you've got some, something that you can like grab and like feel for, it looks like. Correct. So that helps. It's well spotted. Yeah, there's like a piece of plastic. Yeah. It's like a, an L-shaped piece of plastic that kind of helps line my glass up. Uh, so once I've grabbed that, I just kind of push my bottle backwards. I mean, the, push the glass backwards so it lines up perfectly in that sort of V-shape. And can you see, just before that, if you look at my eyes, I'm looking in a mirror. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Which also helped a lot. It's just that this is so cartoonishly perfect. Like, if you were to animate this scene, it would look the same as it does in real life. Like, if you were to, yeah. I don't know, make this in, a, in, a, in an animation somehow. Like, you'd... The splatter against the wall, obviously the 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 play button too is just like a a touch, <laughs> not very subtle touch, but it, it's really it's great, it's so good. But like the perfect, just the way it splatters against the wall and then drips down, and like it's exactly how you would expect it to look, and like sometimes that's not how it, mm. things actually look. Like obviously Hollywood explosions don't look like actual explosions you know so you yeah. a lot of the time things in real life don't look the way you sort of want them to but this is a, yeah. this is a case where that's not true like this is exactly how you want it to look yeah yeah you you notice that because you know like people like you and me that make these machines we know that things don't often work in the real world how you imagine they'll work in your mind. Yeah. Because I think of what you're saying, that kind of yeah, cartoonish... Yeah. And I mean, there is the compromise of using a you know sugar bottle instead of a real bottle. But besides that, it's, it's exactly how you dream it up. Yeah. Well, we had to add more liquid to the, to the bottle for the same, to make it that sort of cartoonish. We originally did it with, that, with a bit less liquid, and Al, my assistant, was like come on guys, I think we can do it better. So mm. this was the second the second one. We added more liquid, we swinged it faster. Um, so it's more dramatic. We kind of exaggerated everything we could. I don't think it matters that it's not the exact same amount of liquid as from the previous clip. No one cares. Yeah. So how did you make the shelf watertight? Um, I or... used this, do you remember when you were working with me that clear stretchy tape? Yeah. Yeah, I use that for. It's really good for, with water. It's it's waterproof. Oh. So we just sealed up all, everything we could. There's like a clear barrier along the front of it, and then that's glued on, and then we've yeah. sealed it up with the clear stretchy tape on top of that. Yeah, and I guess who cares how it really looks because it's, it's far away and you don't really see the surface. Yeah. Yeah. 
Again, the fake wall too, I assume, right? The or which one? Oh, yeah. the the one on the left is probably the fake one, right? It's probably the same corner of the room. Um, or is it? No, it's the. In this case, it's the on the right is the fake wall. Oh, so it is actually the other end of the. Yeah. The room. We were gonna do it. Just do it. Use the same corner and then mirror, flip it in, in Premiere. Oh, you could do that. Mirror too. the image. But then we couldn't because of, I can't remember, maybe the play button or something. Oh, well, yeah, that would do it because it's text. So, so that's it, huh? Okay. I, wow. This might be my favorite uh, machine video. Just, there's the, it's the perfect blend of really clever tricks and mechanisms with like the emotional part of it where it's like the suspense and the surprise and the humor uh, and the subversion of expectations, which is kind of the Joseph Herscher formula. Hmm. Yeah, I'd like to think so. So how do you think this one stacks up to like your previous work? Like, is it, is um, this the thing you're, you like the most? Is this your like new favorite thing? Um, I'm very, I'm very happy with it overall. Um, I like that I was able to push some of these ideas of accidents and surprises and make it so we did that in past the paper too, but in the past the paper, it was very much per table. There was no over overall arching story. Well, there was, but it was quite basic, right? Whereas this one, I, I like that I was able to have an overall narrative of this wine bottle being passed and then the surprise the surprises around that mm -hmm. feel do you, know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, this, the wine is it's actually like, incorporated throughout more than the pepper was in the yeah. yeah, Yeah, and there's a pattern that, I know what it is, there's a pattern that's set up across the whole video every time you see that scissor lift going up that's, a, that's helping set up this pattern which makes the end very satisfying when it falls off and then also when it smashes behind my head so I like that I was able to bring this kind of idea of a fake out into the whole arc of the whole video hmm. as opposed to just existing within a t each table true yeah and it sort of makes in the sort of setup setup punchline thing uh, the rule of threes throughout yeah of like the overarching yeah. It works because you see the lift work twice and then you obviously expect it to work again yeah exactly there's things that i don't think were as worked as well as i wanted a big takeaway for me was uh using the bottle swinging the bottle on a pendulum made me forced me to change the camera angle quite dramatically in some of the tables so that it sort of switches as it goes along each table to quite different camera angles and i i don't love that and i i think it doesn't look great i've watched the video on a phone and it just doesn't look that great some of the tables like the one with the head on it human head and the chicken hmm. on a phone there's it's it's too you're too far away there's too many details there's too much on the screen at once because I had to change the camera angle so dramatically for that. When compare that to then you go to the the one where the table gets cut in half, 
and to me that just looks it's it's so satisfying because the way there's not, there's not that much going on in the frame everything's reused just the right amount it's like easy to see on even on the phone what's going on so I like that so I don't know if I would do another past the video where I had to do such a low angle on the table oh I see um, I see what you mean do you see what I mean? I didn't notice that the yeah, camera I don't angle think people. I don't think most people notice, but I think subconsciously, every time I see one of these the tables where you're more overhead, they just look better. Everything's laid out more clearly. Everything's bigger, and then you get to like the head table, and everything's just it's kind of a shit show. <laughs> I think yeah. we made it work, so I don't regret that, but. It was kind of a. I would think twice about doing that again. And apart from that, I'm very happy. The past the pepper. There's some, there's still some things about that. I still. I don't know if this video is necessarily better than past the pepper. If I was going to be honest. Because there's just some great moments in that, like with the spaghetti, with the, um, the fake outs in that one. T flipping the table I don't know if I can beat that <laughs> <laughs> well because it's like, so yeah, kinda... unexpected yeah the the sawing it in yeah. half you kind of see it coming a little bit yeah the sawing half it's still cool and I, I really yeah, like it but but I don't know if I'll ever beat that moment where I where the t whole table flips so so well and so beautifully and chaotically at once yeah that was all you that was I didn't have any part in, in that that clip at all um, also, that was just like luck. Like, it just did that. It wasn't like a. It wasn't hard for me to do that. It's just well, you, you know some of these ideas. Well, you, you definitely discover. engineered it to do that. Like, I mean, you yeah, modified okay, the sure. table to do. I mean, it's not like <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. But it was reliable, is what I'm saying. It sure. sort of it, it tended to just do once I'd engineered the table, it tended to work quite quite well. I wouldn't I wouldn't have predicted how well it worked. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very happy with this. I, I don't know what I I'll think do it's next. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I can't so past the chicken is next, right? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna have to use a, a chicken. And um I've already kind of got the in my head the the ending for that. I don't know if I want to give it away. But no, suffice I, I, to say, I don't think you should. <laughs> all I can say is it's going to use, it's not just going to use cooked chicken. Okay. <laughs> and more getting, hiring and more trainers. <laughs> yes, probably be, I've already checked with the trainers that they can do it. So that's on the tables. Oh, very exciting. All right. Thanks for watching this episode of Making Connections. As always, if you'd like to watch this episode from the beginning, you can find it in your subscriptions feed or on my channel page for the next week. After that, the only way to find it is in the Making Connections playlist. The link for that is in the description. Or if you're okay with an audio-only version of the show, Making Connections is also available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can go to anchor.fm slash makingconnections for more information. Thank you again to Joseph for joining me on the show today. 
If you liked the episode, leave a comment down below telling me what you thought, and subscribe to my channel so you don't miss the next episode. That's it for me. I'm Jack of All Spades 98. I hope you enjoyed the show, and I'll see you in the next episode of Making Connections.